The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Mike Gibson and Roxana Moran coming to you live virtually from TCT 2020. Roxana, the optimal duration of DAPT is really not clearly defined. And you just completed a study, the uh, Zions 90-28 study, looking at 90 days and 28 days uh, of DAPT versus not. Tell us what you found. Thank you, Mike. Um, largest short DAPT program in a single stent uh, platform. The Zions Short DAPT program included the, the Zions 90, uh, three months of DAPT, the Zions 28 US and global uh, sequential, global USA sequential enrollment, uh, uh, including um, another uh, 1,600 patients, so, to, so together 3,600 patients, 28 days, 90 days, going to a single antiplatelet regimen enrolling high bleeding risk patients. And we indeed enroll high bleeding risk patients with, uh, uh, with uh, meeting the criteria for ARC-HBR. Uh, even though the ARC-HBR criteria came after, we really did have pretty high bleeding risk patients. We had to, this was single arm study. We used a propensity score stratification um, so that we wouldn't, the FDA wouldn't allow us to kind of, uh, you, as you know, in propensity matching, you, um, you, you may not, you may, you may lose some patients. They didn't, they wanted to include all the patients in Zions 90, Zions 28. So we used propensity stratification, looking at quintiles and, and average across the quintiles and basically, um, met, uh, the criteria, the non-inferiority analysis was pretty much very, very much right on with Zions v. USA and all 1,693 patients in uh, Zions 90 with a mean um, event rate for death NMI being 5.4%. Uh, the non-inferiority margin uh, was met, you know, was met nicely. So we met non-inferiority with a p-value of 0.0063. Uh, we were powered for a BARC 2-5 bleeding reduction significantly. We missed that endpoint of P-superiority for reducing bleeding, but it was important to note that um, BARC 2 bleeds were not being collected in Zions v. USA a decade ago. So when we looked at uh, uh, BARC 3-5 to five bleeds, it was a major significant reduction from 2.2% versus 6.3% in Zions 90 and similarly in, in Zions 28, big reduction. In Zions 28 also, we met the death MI from one to six months, 3.5% for Zions 28 and 4.3% for Zions v. USA. So no matter how you cut it, an excellent result. The most significant thing was that these patients off dual on aspirin alone in Zions 90, out of the 1,635 patients, only four had a stent thrombosis uh, event. The overall rate of stent thrombosis in Zions 28 was also four patients, and of the three of the 1,361, 0.3%. So extremely low 
stent thrombosis uh, rates overall uh, showing that uh, either 28 days or 90 days in high bleeding risk seems to be okay. So, wow, that's, that's uh, good to hear, Roxana. There is a tendency to want to shorten and shorten and shorten gap duration to reduce bleeding. And it sounds like for the more severe types of bleeding, ARC 3 to 5, you were successful in doing that. Those are the ones we care about mostly. Mm -hmm. But on the non-inferiority side, there's always a lot of controversy. I mean, what was the non-inferiority margin? Was it a certain absolute percent that was clinically relevant or was it a relative risk reduction you had to be within? Uh, and how well powered were you to exclude, to exclude harm in terms of ischemic events? So what we were powered for in Zions 90 and in Zions 28 was the primary hypothesis of non-inferiority for death and MI. Mm -hmm. And the margin was set as at 2.8% for 90, at 2.5% for, um, uh, uh, for Zions B USA. Uh, the expected rate for death and MI between 3 to 12 months was 6.1% for Zions 90, 4.3% for because it was only between 1 to 6 months, so a, 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 a less of an event rate of 4.3%. And with that, with those assumptions, uh, we had about 87% 80, power with that one-sided 0.025 uh, alpha um, to, uh, to, uh, with these 2,000 patients. And the same on the Zions 28, even looking at it, attrition and all those included 1,600 patients, we had 90% power for the one to six month events with 4.3% and a margin of 2.5%. And we met the margin like, you know, way shorter of the margin. So it was pretty good. Yeah, and so were your event rates what you predicted? I mean- Yes, the event rates came the, out exactly as, as we predicted. But 2.8% is a pretty broad margin. What yeah. were the actual, what was the actual event rate and, you know, the actual, percentage event rate? The, well, as you know, these were mean event rates because mean we had to do it across five quintiles of propensity okay. score stratification. So it was exactly yeah. equal, 5.4% in Zions 90 and 5.4% in Zions B USA. And, um, so identical. Well, so, you know, it wasn't as though there was numerically higher event rates and you no. said, well, you know, we're within 2.8, so we're going to declare non-inferiority. The, the numbers were identical. Were identical. Okay. That's always reassuring. Yeah. Uh, and it was very similar. Um, in fact, in, in Zions um, 28, the mean uh, event rates were 3.5% for Zions 28 and 4.3% for similar patients in Zions B USA as, again, mean rate across the five quintiles of stratification. And there- oh, Slightly higher, slightly higher in the comparison on. Yeah, slightly so, higher in the comparison on. So that's very, very reassuring in terms of non-inferiority. I think the data are extremely solid. And I, and I also think it's really interesting between one to six months, um, when you really are worried about stent thrombosis and you drop the uh, P2Y12 inhibitor and you're just on a, um, on, um, a single antiplatelet regimen, four patients, four yeah. patients. 
had stem thrombosis. And yeah. in Zions v. USA, uh, on dual antiplatelet therapies of, of the same groups of patients, they also had 0.3%. So again, it's, they also, there was only four patients there too. So it, it just tells you that, um, you know, you could shorten the duration of DAPT with this particular stent platform. And as you know, the stent platform has a durable polymer, but it's a floral polymer. Uh, that has important properties for trouble resistance, uh, uh, as you know. Well, that's great because, you know, all of us want to reduce bleeding. I call it, uh, and, uh, you know, NNB, mm -hmm. number needed to blame. We get blamed <laughs> for the bleeding, <clears throat> and uh, we don't get a lot of credit for the events that no one knew that they were going to have. Like, if you didn't have yeah. an MRI, no one comes to your office and says thanks. So very reassuring that we can reduce bleeding. This is not due to better drugs. This is due to better devices and better polymers, as you're saying, thinner struts. This generation of stents has really allowed us in these high-risk patients. These are high-risk bleeders, which also means they're high-risk thrombotic patients. Usually those two go together. And it's very reassuring that we can go shorter and shorter. Do you think this will change practice, Roxana? I believe so. I think um, this is going to change practice, and I think that we'll be um, less reluctant in stopping dual antiplatelet therapies uh, in these in these patients. I really do believe that it will make an important difference. Roxana, congratulations. Uh, this, I think, will change practice. Great work. Thanks for joining us thank today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for covering this uh, this trial. Yeah, no, it's it's probably, I think for me at least, looking through all the trials, I think this is one of the highlights of, of TCT20. Oh, thank you. It's so nice. Thank you so much. All right. And I always call you Roxana, but congratulations. Oh, I love you call me Dr. Dr. Maran. Thank you okay. so much. All right. Thanks. Bye now.